Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller Tongue. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate 2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. There's nothing complimentary about saying he's a nice little player. <laughs> no, no, there was there, There's no compliment in there. No, but he always says, you know, I like Draymond. Well, okay. This is Dan Patrick. Hour two on this Wednesday, Dan and the Dan. That's Dan Patrick's show. I'd like to get in touch with the program. You can, 877-3DP-SHOW. Say good morning to our radio partners, Fox Sports Radio and YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Robert Morris, Northern Kentucky, Gonzaga, Hofstra, and North Dakota State, all going to March Madness. Will we have March Madness? What will it look like by the time we get to March Madness? In fact, coming up in 20 minutes from now, a columnist for USA Today, Dan Wolkin, says we should cancel the NCAA tournament. He'll tell you why. Ivy League canceled its men's and women's conference tournaments, but as is, has been pointed out by some columnists, uh, this is uh, hypocritical because Yale is still going to the NCAA tournament. At least we think they are. You're going to let them go to the NCAA tournament, but you can have your own tournament, a four-team tournament uh, with the Ivy League. But this isn't a big revenue-producing tournament. Uh, until, like, the ACC, Big Ten, or SEC cancels their tournaments, then you're going to draw a lot of attention there. You know, Yale won. I'm not big uh, on the conference tournaments. It's a, it's a moneymaker to begin with. 
I like the team that's been good all year to represent the league. I think it's only fair. That's the right thing to do. That's the way they used to do it. The Ivy League then, I think, three years ago started their uh, conference tournament, but they canceled the men's and women's conference tournaments. Poll question, McLovin, from the first hour. Will you change your live attendance habits in the coming weeks? Uh, 74% say no. Okay. I, you know, I would have some trepidation, but if you said there was a sporting event that I wanted to go to, I'd go to it now. That might change in a day, might change in a week, might not change at all. I, I also thought that it was kind of strange that when the uh, NBA said, oh, you know, we're going to take precautionary measures here, what's the first thing that they did? They said, we're going to keep the writers out of the locker room. So so keep that the unwashed journalist out of the locker room. That'll do it. Like I, I was offended by that. Hey, hey, that'll that's the that's the start here. We're going to keep the writers, the broadcasters out of the locker room. That's the first step in uh, kind of you know getting this uh, coronavirus under wraps. Yes, McLevin. I've seen a lot of people say that this is re- really bad for journalism, and that they think that teams are going to keep that policy after the coronavirus too. You've uh, you've been in a lot of locker rooms. Is it easier? How much more effective is it to be in the locker room than at a press conference? Well, they've made everybody available. Back when I was going into a locker room as a reporter, we didn't have you. You would have a press conference maybe with the coach, but a lot of times, if you wanted to get a soundbite, you had to go track down a player in the locker room, and that was not always easy because these guys would hide. I remember covering the New York Giants and. In, in the three years I covered the Giants, now this isn't on a regular basis, a daily basis, I never got to interview Phil Sims or Lawrence Taylor in the locker room because when we had media access and we went in there, they were never available. Now, you know, these leagues make these players available for you. You don't need to be in the locker room. Some of the old school like that, uh, you know, they like to pull somebody off to the side. But it feels like in the big press conferences, you can still get your opportunity to talk to everybody. Yeah, McLum. I always find it weird, and I know you've been here, we're waiting for a guy to change. It's like there's no other interviews like that in public. Oh, it's, 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 it's imba- always been odd, right? It's silly that we can't just, like, we got to get you right as you get out of this. Like, you know, game ended, you're coming out of the shower, I got to talk to you. And then you're there while a guy is getting dressed, and you're just standing there. And I always thought, God, what am I doing? You got to be standing, though. You can't be sitting if you know what I mean. No, no, and I, you know, it, it's, yeah. There's been some uncomfortable situations there. I, I never, it was just never good, never good. I felt bad for a guy. He was one of those guys that would always, you'd see his hand. He never asked any questions. You'd just see his hand with a microphone, and then he would gather sound. And Bob was down low angle. Uh, you know, because we didn't want to have his hand in, you know, he was getting in the way of the camera. And uh, we were in a, in a basketball locker room, and, and Bob, I think, got hit. Um, somebody turned when they were getting dressed and, and uh, hit Bob in the face. So we, uh, we got a good laugh out of that. If, oh, you mean like a reverse cup check? Uh, was, no. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, he was checked by. Sort, yeah, yeah, he ran into something. And uh, because somebody was getting, you're right there on top of somebody. I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awkward, but if you get that fresh 
reaction a, a little bit sooner and you're in an environment where they may be more likely to open up to you on the side in the locker room yeah. as opposed to being on a dais in front yeah. of a bunch of people? Yeah. You don't think they're yeah. going to temper their words in front of just sitting on a dais? In front I of go, I'll wait for the dais. I don't need to be there getting somebody coming right out of the shower because and, and, he's going to give me something fresh that he couldn't give me five minutes later when he got dressed. You never did this. I did that a couple times. When? When I was in L.A., I went to a couple like Rams, Dodgers, Angels. Yeah, but you had, had a on a regular basis. You had a microphone, but it wasn't hooked up to anything. You just went in the locker room. Price, so <laughs> yes. But I would think it would be a little more intimate to one-on-one in a corner. No, I don't want intimacy. They're going to give generic responses to, to placate a whole mass group no, of people in no. the auditorium no. in the room. It's quiet. You know nothing that, of <laughs> what you're talking about here. Intimacy. Hey, come here. Hey, you just got out of the shower. Come here. Then how do you get the exclusive interview after the game? That you got that that quote for your newspaper if they're saying the same thing to everybody in a room of fifty people. I can send you into the lock. Well, we can't go now because the NBA won't allow us. But no, no, you can't. No, no. It's humiliating when you're there. I had a oh god. No, I don't even want to go into this. It's, yeah, we do. No, because it's too late. I was at Shea Stadium, Mets, Cardinals. And I walk in, and there's one guy in there. He's got his bat, and he's naked. And he's just sitting there. And I, and I just, I, I was going to interview him, but I, 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 I didn't know what to say. Like, you walk in, a guy's naked, and he's just there holding his bat. And I went, no, no. I, and I just said, hey, I'll come back. And then he goes, no, no, I'm good now. And I go, no, no, you're not. No. Yeah, Paul. What if you said to him, hey, excuse me, would you mind putting that thing away? And he puts his baseball bat away. <laughs> no, I mean. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I know. I know. I, there was a guy who wore a, a shirt. <laughs> he had tripod on the back of his shirt. And he would walk around with his shirt on and nothing else on in the locker room. And I went, what am I doing? This this isn't what I signed up for. Yeah, so it's humiliating, Todd, your intimate setting. They can just throw on a team robe for a second. They don't. So they, they like the fact that everyone's being I made think uncomfortable. Th- there were guys who liked making you uncomfortable. They did. And a guy who didn't like you, I, I had a guy who did not like me, and he was getting dressed. He turned, and he dropped his towel, and so his – his butt's right in front. He did, he mooned me, basically. And then he was getting dressed, but he turned and, you know, got dressed, bent over to, you know, put on his pants. And I went, all right, message sent right there. Loud and clear. Gotcha. Yeah, Paul. Was it Maurice Cheeks? No. It's <laughs> not bad. Uh, oh, God. Now Todd's going to have... Really you, you know, yeah. Anatomy... Sports anatomy. Was it Warren Moon? No. Oh, that's two. Two nothing. Todd. Two nothing. Todd? Not good. Frankie Buttocks. I don't have anything Frankie like Buttocks? that. Frankie Buttocks? There's no one in Frankie Buttocks. That's, uh, I'm going to take away. Paulie's up four nothing. Four nothing. Yeah. He's four, double score. Yeah. Jake Butt, the tight end. That's too Whoa. easy. That's too easy, I think. Man. Got another one? Dave Butt. All right. You're rallying. Yes, but way behind. Yeah. Have you ever heard Todd's story about the batting cage interview at the Dodgers? Oh, Cal Daniels. Oh, Cal Daniels. Yeah. I think doing those kind of interviews are the hardest thing in the world. 
Okay, but you're at the batting cage. Yeah, it was the start of the baseball season, and I'm hanging out with the media, and I'm just 21, 22 years old, just excited that I got a Dodger press pass to be on the field. Yeah, how did you get that? And he's, he's, he's swinging, he's taking batting practice. I said, hey, Cal, I said, Todd Fritz with KMPC, <laughs> ready for the season? Or something stupid like that. Said, nope. Right in front of, like, LA Times, Daily News, Orange County Register, Long Beach Press Telegram. They're all looking at me like, why'd you ask him that? But that's your big question? <laughs> My big question. Hey, Cal, ready for the season? I didn't know what that was like. I wanted to say something. I was just excited to be on the field at Dodger Stadium for the first time. Nope. So he says to me. <laughs> Great answer. Well, what do you think he was going to say? I don't know. It was a stupid thing to say, but he didn't have to be a jerk. I'm like, I'm like I just graduated NYU a year ago. I didn't have to be a Oh, so Cal Daniel, it's his fault. He said, no, I'm a, I'm a young kid. Look at this credential I'm in. Like, oh, my God, I'm at Dodger Stadium. I want to talk to a player. And then he just shoots me up. Nope. But, Todd, don't you feel like you could be standing next to the batting cage today and say something equally as stupid? Yeah. <laughs> probably even worse. I mean, you can blame it on being 21. But I probably would say something. Oh, you're taking batting practice? What's going on over yeah, Hey, Mookie, ready for the season? Nope. Hey, can you believe I got this press pass? <laughs> nope. And they're all giggling, and I just want to. I, I got to get out of here. No, well, they're, my, hey, colleagues, I, my colleagues are giggling at me. And I remember Parcells was horrible to be around. He wanted to embarrass you. If you had to either, if you had game, you better be really good at asking questions after a Giants game. And if you didn't, he was going to make you melt. Uh, the Don Shula moment. So one of the great coaches in the history of the sport, they lose that dramatic game at the Meadowlands to the Jets. Fabulous game. And uh, I go in the locker room, and Don Shula comes in, and I go, and Shula's just there, and I'm holding my microphone because he – he gives a speech after the the loss. There was no press conference. So Don Shula is just standing there right as you come into the locker room, the visiting locker room at the Meadowlands. And everybody was just gathered there. And I thought, oh, okay. And I just put my microphone there. Don Shula walks in, and he speaks for about two minutes. And then I pulled the microphone back to ask a question, and he walked away. And I was like, Coach and then I, I realized that that's all he was going to give you. Two minutes, he'd done, made his statement, and there was no follow-up questions with that. But I do not miss going into the locker room. But having been in there when teams, like when the Lakers beat the Celtics in the Boston Garden, to be in there after Magic hit the hook shot, that was memorable. To be in the locker room after Jordan won those championships was memorable. Like it's, but it's not humiliating. Going in there on a regular basis, that's where it's humiliating. Uh, to be in the locker room after the Mets in 1986 when they won Game 6, and then to go back a couple of days later for Game 7 and be in there. Uh, the Red Sox winning a World Series. Like, those those are great moments. You know? That's when it's fun, when you get to witness history there. The other part, the mundane, no, I don't miss that at all. But I do like the, the NBA, their first step in cleaning up the coronavirus, get the media out of the locker room, because we're the ones carrying the damn germs. That's the excuse. Blame it on, yes. On the non-essential personnel, whoever those people are. They did say, I <laughs> don't feel bad if you remember. It's not just the media. It's non-essential personnel. Who would be non-essential personnel here? Ooh. Who isn't? <laughs> That's a better question. And ladies and gentlemen, the non-essentials. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, we got trouble brewing in the uh, chat room. I, you know, I opened this up. I said to Mario, let let the people, let the fans in the chat room vote on what they want to be called. And we gave them four choices. They came up with four names. 
and uh, the fanettes won. And Seaton says there's some social unrest there in the chat room for oh, the Dan Patrick Show. Oh, boy, is there ever. We're going on day, what's today, Wednesday? Yeah. Day three yeah. of just people people there. And there's not a lot of people happy in the chat room with fanettes. Okay. Um, because they they said that it's kind of demeaning to them. <laughs> We're aware. Yeah. We're aware of the term. We're aware, fanettes. We know. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of people are... In the there would rather be chat row instead of like front row, back row, chat row. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Mario put it. You know who? Blame Mario. Mario is the one that put it out. And I said, have them vote over the weekend. Well, see, I, I blame them. They're the ones that came up with Fanet. Yeah. So the, it's their own fault. Yes. He put it out there in the weekend. I think the weekend people in there don't match up with the people who are in there during the week. I didn't know there's people there during the weekend. Got to close that thing down. Well, I don't want social unrest there, but if you guys want to vote on something or you just, if, if it's a blanket, the, the chat row, unlike the uh, NFL Players Association, do you, we can have a re-vote if you want to. J.J. Watt said no way in hell. No. If you look right now, I think they're voting because there's just thousands of comments flying in every minute, and it's just the words chat row. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> Although, actually, it just it looks it's like chat row, chat row, chat row, seat, and you're the absolute worst. Chat row, chat row, chat row, chat row. <laughs> Mario sucks, Mario sucks. Right. <laughs> All of a sudden, you just pick out these random things. Play Mario, chat row, chat row, chat row. I'm fine with chat row. <laughs> I try to do something nice, and this is what happens. This is what happens. No good deed. I even said, hey, come up with a T-shirt. We'll come up with T-shirts for the chat room, chat row. Yes, Paul. A lot of people saying this is the second biggest miss of Mario's career. Oh. Oh. Too soon. Too soon. Yeah. Never forget. Well. Uh, let me see. Jeff in Detroit. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Hey, what's going on, fellas? I'm just loving this. Seriously. Um... Listen, as far as uh, the television show goes on YouTube, a lot of my homeboys are checking you out, and they loving the memorabilia that's all over the place. Yeah. And uh, they were wondering, if a fire happens or something takes place, what are the first three things that you're grabbing? Like, what's the three things that you have in that in, in your man cave that you just could not leave out of there without? All right. I grab Paulie, I grab Seton, and I grab McLovin. Those wow. would be the three things. <laughs> Wait. So mean. What? This guy's in a hospital after the weekend. I can just say something like that. Look, I, I, terrible, terrible thing I got to leave the weakest behind. Wow. I got to leave the weakest behind. <laughs> just, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, we've talked about this. That I, I don't know what I – I would grab Carson Palmer's Heisman. I'd, I'd feel bad if I left that behind. It's a little heavy, though. It, it is. It is. But I'd probably grab the Heisman. Yes, Paul. You'd probably grab your phone, your wallet, and your keys and just run out of here. Uh, yeah, it depends. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd probably I'd, I'd just get outside. I'd get outside and then be glad to see you guys when you got outside. I wouldn't help you outside. I would just be glad when you got out there. Didn't Roethlisberger do um, a sports center? promo where there's a they have that fire alarm drill and then he's carrying people out do you remember that yes i thought it was really well done is that charlie steiner leading people to freedom or is that a different no one? that was the y2k oh okay it's the y2k follow me to freedom <laughs> charlie really got into that commercial That's so good <laughs> really got into that commercial Carl in Arizona joins us. Carl, what is on your mind? 
Hey guys, good morning. Um, so just a, a little inside baseball, I guess you could, not to, that's a bad pun, but it really is some inside baseball. Great news, I got a new job with a major league baseball team that just happened to be one here in Arizona. And uh, started last night, gonna be doing some client services, some high-end stuff, only working home games. So we asked the uh, higher-ups, hey, uh, is attendance going to be affected by this? Are we uh, not going to be working? Are people not showing up? And they said to us numerous times, I would say over half dozen, there is a task force from each team going to MLB headquarters to figure out exactly how they're going to handle exhibition games at Chase Field specifically, and going forward, how the home game attendance might be affected. I got, got Carl, I know you're only on the job for one day. I got to give you a little tip. You got to speed up the story there just a little bit. <laughs> like baseball. Yeah, I mean, come on. It, that is mean there's, there's a time limit on your comment. Unlike baseball, you know, it's timeless, <laughs> but I, I got to speed it up. But thank you, Carl. Good luck out there. Yeah, Paul. Jeez. God. <laughs> Can I get that minute back? What's going to happen with this task force? I know. <laughs> what? I we didn't not. even get to. I know what I, they're battling. I know. First day, new job. The onboarding was good. I signed up, and then they got my new ID, and then I didn't get a parking space. But the first meeting, my boss. Did. Where to in there? Let me tell you what I had for breakfast. You wouldn't believe what I had. All right, we're gonna take a break here. We're gonna take a break. Um. <laughs> uh. Was this the same segment that we were talking about NBA locker rooms earlier? Yes, that was the, that's all been yes, in the same nineteen is. minutes. We did it all. We wow. got it all in here. This is how you win a sports <laughs> Emmy right here. And wait, he walked in and the guy was holding his bat and he was naked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to hear more. Be that as it may, I will. <laughs> Twenty after the hour, a columnist who thinks we should cancel March Madness will tell you why right after this. Okay. You've watched the Dan Patrick Show. You know that some of us are follically challenged. Uh, for him, has been a huge help to several cast members of the Dan Patrick Show. Now, you've heard us talking about hymns and how they're helping guys look their best. If you haven't checked it out yet, it's time to see what they're all about. Now, 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. And once you've noticed thinning hair, it can be too late. Now, ForHims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. It's time to write a new chapter. One in which you have hair. Hims is helping guys be the best versions of themselves with licensed physician and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. Right now, our listeners can get started with their first month free. Go to forhimscom slash Patrick. That's forhimscom slash P-A-T-R-I-C-K. Prescription requires an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Offer valid only if prescribed. Three-month minimum subscription. Additional restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Remember, 4 slash Patrick. That's 4 slash Patrick. It's the greatest time of the year in sports. NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. 
What else can a sports fan ask for? All the action you want is every day at one place and one place only. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all this incredible action at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. rockauto.com rock on all the parts your car truck will ever need rockauto.com family business founded by automotive engineers 1999 with two goals in mind first to give you direct access to all the parts information hidden in the computers and catalogs behind the parts store counter and second they want to make uh, the parts affordable by offering reliably low prices you choose the part brands prices features you want anytime they're there 24 7 and a lot of the parts probably told no longer available or dealer only. Don't believe it. RockAuto.com. Can't say enough good things about them. You don't waste time and money hunting for the parts, phoning, driving, waiting in lines. You go to RockAuto.com. Tell them we sent you all the parts your car, truck, whatever need at RockAuto.com. I didn't get to watch the Lakers game last night, but part of that was I don't have to watch the Lakers last night. They were playing the Nets, and I went, okay. You know, they'll probably go through the motions, you know, pick up a 15-point win. It's a big deal for the Nets. And Jacques Vaughn, their interim head coach, and they end up beating the Lakers. You know, LeBron missed a layup there in the last minute. Anthony Davis had a chance to win the game. Yeah, I know. LeBron, still not clutch. MVP? Yeah. Really? <laughs> really? I've already heard from people. Hey, your MVP lost to the Nets at home last night. So if he makes the basket, then he's the MVP. Is it is it that close? Like it could, it could go either way. Yes, McLovin. I think it's so funny from the Brooklyn perspective. Uh, they fired Kenny Atkinson. They have Jock Vaughn, who's great players. If he gets hot, he's going to be the coach. And that's not what they really planned, was it? No, no. They're talking about Tyron Lue or yeah. even Popovich or something. Uh, why would Greg Popovich? Leave San Antonio to go to the Nets. For Kevin Durant. You know, to coach Kevin Durant as compared to Rudy Gay, whoever he's got down there right now. It feels like he likes San Antonio. It feels like this is Popovich's last stop. I don't know. He doesn't strike me as, man, I got to show that I can win a title in another place. Well, I'm worried about my legacy. Popovich doesn't strike me as that. Yeah, Paul. Going back to the Laker game at the end, uh, LeBron kicked it out to Anthony Davis for a three, and he's – Right at the Nets bench. I mean, he's he could touch Kevin Durant and those guys. And they all yelled at him. They all, like, screamed when he got the ball, like, ah. So he missed it. <laughs> I was wondering, would that be a, a technical foul on the bench? If they didn't make physical contact with him. And I think it's legal. It's probably just tradition. Well, didn't A-Rod do that with the pop-up in the infield? And he ran by a shortstop, and then he went, huh. He yeah, kind of interfered with <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. Well, I he think didn't he, touch him. Yeah, vocally, he interfered with him. And then they called him out. But, no, I think given basketball, trash talking, you should be able to say what you want to say, even if you're on the bench. Yeah, Paul. It was pretty good, though, by the Nets. It's like they're all in unison. They all went, <laughs> even Kevin Durant kind of gave a little, ah. I thought it was a great basketball play by LeBron James because he drew the defenders. Anthony Davis is wide open. If he makes the three, it's a great basketball decision. Oh, LeBron's got to take it to the hoop. He's afraid. 
Anthony Davis made four of seven from three-point range. I Look, I don't have a referendum uh, nightly on LeBron James. Uh, apparently you're supposed to, but I'm not a troll. I, I just look at it with its totality, and to me, I still think he's the most valuable player. Right? The 49 and 14, they seem to be doing okay. But if LeBron doesn't win the MVP, I still think he's going to be doing okay. Dan Walken caught my attention, a USA Today national columnist. and the uh, Now, he doesn't pick the headline, by the way. Just an FYI, the writers don't pick their headline. Opinion, it's time for NCAA to make the right call, tough call, and cancel March Madness. And Dan joins us now. When did you start thinking about March Madness being canceled? I started thinking about it yesterday when the Ivy League tournament was canceled. We saw a number of colleges basically go online only and and send kids home, uh, talking to administrators and, and frankly, just asking a question, which I asked at the top of the story. Um, What happens if a player tests positive for coronavirus? Um, What happens, you know, even I'm going to Tampa next week. I'm supposed to, to go cover that regional in Tampa. Uh, let's say, you know, Florida State plays Arkansas Little Rock in the first round, and Florida State wins and advances, and they're going to the Sweet 16. And then four or five days later, it comes out that one of the Arkansas Little Rock players tests positive for coronavirus. Well, the way we're doing this now, congressmen who were in the same room as somebody at a convention are in quarantine. Uh, our office uh, today, uh, reporters who were at a conference convention with people who test positive for coronavirus uh they're in quarantine and and everyone in our office is pretty much working from home Um, that's what's happening in this country so unless you can answer what happens if a player tests positive which does not seem that far-fetched to me or coach or game official or whoever then i don't know if we really should be having this tournament at all how much of this and maybe it's rhetorical is based off money and the potential for lawsuits? Well, there's a couple things, and and I I don't think any of us are privy to the uh, details of of what is in the CBS contract with the NCAA and uh, what kind of insurance implications there might be if if something like this impacted the NCAA tournament. But obviously there's, there's financial considerations involved on all sides. Frankly, you know, I think these conference tournaments, uh, the SEC, the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, acting as if nothing is happening right now, I think they're being deeply irresponsible in holding their tournaments this weekend uh, with fans in the stadium. Uh, That just doesn't seem very smart. I mean, look at the SEC, uh, Dan. Uh, Vanderbilt University is is basically shut down. Everyone's been sent home. They're holding the SEC tournament a mile from from Vanderbilt's campus with – players uh, from Vanderbilt (laughs) involved in the tournament. Uh, So given just how little we know uh, about the virus and how bad it's going to get, I think these decisions um, need to take a a much wider view here than just money. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what is the next step because, you know, when I saw the Ivy League canceled its tournament, you know, that's not a big revenue, a moneymaker there, and it's four schools that were affected by this. Uh, But then – Yale is going to go to March Madness, so you couldn't have Yale play in a game in its conference tournament. But the NCAA, or like nobody, Yale doesn't have any jurisdiction over this to say you can't go. I'm, I'm, I'm confused about this. It feels a little hypocritical that they can't play in that tournament, but they can play in this tournament. Yeah, and there's other teams at some of these Ivy League schools who are going and, and playing games. 
Uh, I, look, I think the rationale is that there's a certain critical mass uh, where the number of people in a gathering, you have, you know, 10 men's and women's teams and all the staff and all that in, in one place, uh, that, that constitutes a, a, a risk in on to, to those campuses. Uh, and so I, I sort of understand that uh, versus, you know, one team playing one team. Um, if that's the rationale they're going to use. But, again, I mean, like all these NCAA tournament sites next week, and this is, I think, just not what, what is being talked about nearly enough. I, the fans is, is one thing, and, and frankly, at this point, I'd be a little surprised if, if they are going to allow fans in, in these stadiums, at least for next week. Uh, but all these different sites are going to have eight different teams. Uh, that's a lot of people yeah. in, in one building, you know, just kind of given what we know about, about the spread of this thing. So um, I, I just think there's not enough attention being paid to that. And, and the players, I mean, again, what happens if a player gets this? What, what, what kind of risk does that present to the NCAA? Can we be overly cautious in a situation like this? Well, look, I, I think um, it's a tough thing to balance uh, overreacting and underreacting. I, I, the fear I have, I shouldn't say fear, uh, the calculation that in my mind makes it make sense to me to, to delay or cancel these big sporting events is because we just don't have testing readily available in the country right now, we don't know how many people have it. We don't know what the growth rate is. So there's a good chance we could be looking up in a week, and this thing has spiraled in terms of numbers of infections, numbers of clusters, different cities. I mean, who knows what, what that's going to look like? So there, there has to be a point where if that gets bad enough um, that you have to take drastic steps as a country to control this, to, to slow the spread of, of this, like Italy, right? That, that's what, what's happened in Italy, um, just so that their society could function, so that their healthcare system could deal with, with the strain of a lot of very sick people, you know, even if, if a young, healthy person uh, would not necessarily be, be at risk. So, I mean, I mean there's just a, so many things that I think it's tough for us to wrap our minds around uh, because it hasn't hit us like that yet. Best guess on what you think happens to the NCAA tournament? Yeah, again, and, and this, what you, what I say right now could be different in three hours or ten hours or twenty-four hours. But I would say it's going to be difficult for the NCAA to put this tournament on next week with fans in the the stadiums. Um, what if there's a step beyond that? We'll see. I don't know that they have to make that decision today, but they need to make it soon. And the tone of their statement yesterday uh, afternoon certainly indicated that, that big and tough decisions could be coming. Dan, thanks for joining us. We appreciate your time. Thank you. That's Dan Walken, uh, USA Today national columnist, saying it's time for the NCAA to make the right call, tough call, cancel March Madness. I know it feels like it's overreacting, um, but and, and a lot of what I've read is, Boy, wouldn't you rather overreact to something than underreact to something? Because when you underreact, you know, what those results could be could be alarming. Overreacting? I, I don't know if you can overreact in a situation right now because there's so much uncertainty here. And if you want to go to a sporting event, great. You know, it, you know I would. I would want to go right now. But, you know, 
I can understand where you would have some concerns because we don't have answers. We don't have a test yet. I'd feel a whole lot better if we had more information that we could base this on instead of going, hey, nothing will happen to me. I'm healthy. Okay. It's not you that may be affected by this, but somebody you come in contact with who isn't healthy. There's, there's a lot of tentacles to it. And it's not easy. It's not an easy decision with any of these leagues, these commissioners, these sports. And even where baseball's looking at flipping, hey, you know, there's an outbreak in Seattle, so we can't have Seattle host a baseball series against the Rangers, so we'll have it in Arlington. Who knows by the time, you know, we get to the end of March, what's going on in Arlington? We don't know. I think the NBA will get to a point where they have games where there's nobody in the arena. I truly believe that. I think that's where we're headed. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, We'll come back with your phone calls. And an interesting – well, I got an update last night on Tom Brady. And and I promise you – I know. I'm not not trolling. I just want to give you an update with what I hear. That's all. Sources? No, I just – um, a source was telling me last night. So I'll, I'll have that for you. Uh, I cringe even when I bring this up because it just feels like, okay, yeah, check the box. You know, your analytics say you got to talk about Dak Prescott's contract, LeBron losing to the Nets, and Tom Brady rumors. Mm, all right, we'll check that box coming up next year on the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. All right. The Tom Brady rumors. Now, I, I try to separate fact from fiction here. But uh, I, I reached out to a source last night, well-traveled source, and I uh, just said, got an update on Brady, and then I put a smiley face on there. And he came back and he said, I don't think there are as many teams interested as Tom in Tom as have been previously reported. And I go back to Jeff Darlington, who... I'm not going to question his skills as a reporter, but uh, I think he said upwards of eight teams have expressed interest in Brady or are interested or Brady's interested in them. I I can't keep track of too much of this anymore, but uh, I was told that it's probably more like two or three teams that are really interested in Brady. And one of those teams is Tampa Bay. And uh, my source said, Tampa, you know, wants to be in love with Brady but they don't know if Brady wants to be in love with Tampa. Because if you're Tom, where are you going to go? Could we get to the point where Tom Brady has one option, and that is to go back to the Patriots? That, that's what my source said last night. Uh, and, and he's said all along that he could see Brady is capable of walking away from the Patriots, and Belichick is, is capable of walking away from Brady. And 
He thinks Brady goes back to the Patriots, and the Patriots either trade for a backup quarterback or they draft a quarterback. But he thinks that that's the more likely scenario. Uh, he thinks Tennessee is going to re-sign Tannehill. And I went, okay, because they're looking at, you know, Tannehill, his numbers are similar, probably better than Brady's, but, you know, it's a smaller sample size, I believe. And, you know, if you're going to try to make a run at who you have with what got you to the AFC title game, then, you know, that might be the smart thing to do. It looks like the Raiders are going to stay with Derek Carr. The one wild card, I think, is the Chargers. The Chargers need Tom Brady. They need they need to be relevant. Or either that or you get Tua. But if you're the – like Justin Herbert doesn't make you relevant going into a new stadium. Tua does. Tua gives you some buzz. And the Chargers need that. Brady might not be the right quarterback for the Chargers, but you're looking for some kind of validity. You want to be relevant here, and you're not. Uh, the Raiders, you know, John Gruden always loves the quarterback he doesn't have. <laughs> it just that's John Gruden. But I don't. I would keep Derek Carr over Tom Brady. Now you, you're going into Vegas. I still think there's going to be buzz going into Vegas, uh, with or without Brady, because it's Vegas and it's the Raiders. Now you start to look at these teams and you go, okay, how many teams are really interested in Tom Brady? Two or three. That's what it feels like. I know I've been told, I've been reminded there's a mystery team out there. Okay, is that mystery team the Colts? Because if I'm the Colts, do I want to bring in Tom Brady? Yeah, if I guess. You know, would I take him over Phillip Rivers? It's, a, it's probably a toss-up. I'd probably take Brady because he wins games, you know, big games, important games. Phillip Rivers does not. But do you take Jacoby Brissett? You know, then I got the Chargers uh, who tell me that, hey, Tyrod Taylor's our guy. Okay. I love Tyrod Taylor. I'm on record as saying that, but that's not your future. Yeah, Paul. Going back to the Titans, you said Ryan Tannehill, you you expect him to stay. Your source expects him to stay. If you're Tannehill, you made some really good dough with the Dolphins. You kind of had your career reborn. Would you be extra friendly with this contract to stay with the Titans? Because he's very popular in that town now. hes They are all in his pocket. It's kind of like, remember Case Keenum a few years ago with the Vikings? Yeah. And they didn't stick with him? Yeah. If you, were, if you were Ryan, would you make it easy? Yes, I would go, hey, you know, you let me know when you want me to sign. I, I would be over at the owner's doorstep, you know, just you know, just sitting outside in your car, just waiting so you can re-sign. A.J. Brown is the Titans' wide receiver. He was on Sirius XM NFL Radio, and he was asked if he would rather have Ryan Tannehill or Tom Brady at quarterback. Of course, we're going to want uh, Ryan back. You know, of course, you know, uh, I got chemistry with him already. So going to be year two, I feel like it'll just it'll grow more. But, you know, unfortunately, if things don't go as planned, you know, and you get Tom Brady or whatever, like, you know, who, who wouldn't want to play with Tom Brady? I'm just going to be honest. Like, uh, <laughs> he know how to do it. He won Super Bowls, and uh, to be, to be, I really want to be around him. Even if I don't even play with him, I just want to just have a conversation with him, just try to pick his brain and see how he does things. But, you know, we're, we're fortunate enough to get Tom Brady this year. It'll be insane. But regardless of whoever we, whoever we get, whoever we get but I just want him just kind of just to hurry up so I can know who my quarterback will be in a couple of years. That's A.J. Brown, the Titans wide receiver. I give him credit. He covered his bases there. Of course you want to play with Tom Brady. Ryan Tannehill, you already played with. Okay, you know what you have there, Tom Brady. 
That's different. But uh, I give him credit for uh, his answer because that was an honest answer. Yeah, McLovin. That's sort of a can't-win uh, question. Oh, what if Tom Brady does come? I know, yeah. Then all of a sudden Brady's announced, you know, when, when started free agency. Now that's when A.J. Brown goes, hey, I'm going to miss Ryan Tannehill, but I certainly love having Tom Brady in here. I heard this thing about how much the Titans wide receivers have developed, but they didn't throw it. To, they barely threw it at all in the playoffs. I know. Well, who tried to hide their quarterback more, the 49ers in the playoffs or the Titans in the playoffs? Because – that's the feeling. And then I ask about the Niners, and I don't know. It felt like that that thing is just sort of dissipating there. I said, but nobody – Kyle Shanahan hasn't come out and said, hey, unless I miss this with the coronavirus, that Jimmy Garoppolo is our guy. We wish Tom the best of luck wherever he goes. You know, something along those lines. But I haven't heard anything. So I guess it's still open. Who knows? But uh, that was just the update that I got last night. So – Use it uh, however you want to. Uh, Dan in North Carolina joins us. Hi, Dan. Hey, how are you doing today? Uh, great, Dan. Uh, 510-150. Thank you very much. I'm trying to call and settle the dispute between the whole Fanets chat row thing. Yeah. Uh, as a proud member, we are the Fanets, and we are in the chat row, just like Fritz sits in the back row. Okay. Well, I got to put this to a vote because I got to put it to bed here, Dan. You guys are fanettes, but you work in the chat row. I believe that's that's what he's saying here. All right, if people in the chat room want to vote that way, then great. I'd be more than happy. I just want peace. That's all I want. Social unrest. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to make it a little more dramatic than it is. Social unrest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I go home and I say to my wife, oh, what's, what's wrong? Social unrest. Where? Chat row. In the chat, <laughs> chat row. The fanettes in chat row yeah. are very. I'm, I'm sorry, where? Oh, never mind. You just don't understand me. Yeah, Paul. Is this like when they name a court after one basketball coach and the stadium after another? Like the Roy Williams court at Dean Smith Center? You know, when, mm. and they didn't do that. It's kind of like a little bit of each. Mm. I don't know, but I. I, I get it. I, I, I want you guys to be proud of what you're named. Um, the, the Danettes didn't get to pick Danettes. Reggie Miller gave them that name. Yes, he The uh, Fanettes and Chat Row have already turned on that call. <laughs> so, uh, Jimmy, don't <laughs> you might not want to head in the chat row right now. That's, on fire. That's Dan in North Carolina is Dan. the one who said, we're Fanettes working in the chat row. He's getting eaten alive right now. <laughs> Vicious. Vicious. <laughs> Don't mess with that tradition. It's a long-standing tradition of eight days that they've been in the uh, <laughs> chat row. All right, you guys settle it. You guys come up with whatever you want to be called, and then I'll call you that. And then let Mario know so we can figure this out. I can't take the social unrest. All right, two hours in the books, one more to go. We're going to talk about the Sky Judge the NFL is thinking about implementing this upcoming season. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify, and it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcasts. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening. 
It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.